the Freelance Dance, a weekly conversation between three experienced freelancers who are navigating the ups and downs and the ins and outs of the Freelance Dance. My name is Jake Knight, joined by my co-hosts, Marty Theory and Brandon Watts. Welcome to the Freelance Dance. Spotify's algorithm is like legit. Um, You don't think so? Oh, no. Okay. That was a a head shake in agreement. Oh, I love Spotify. Um, so it's so impressive. Have you guys done the daily drive? Mm-hmm. I've done like the release radar and stuff. I haven't done the so, daily drive. So the daily drive is like a mix of music and podcasts. So like yep. for me, it does like NPR and then it jumps into some music and there's like some quick like tech, 10 minute tech. There's a, an investment one. It's like five minutes. Um, mm-hmm. Phenomenal. And it cycles through like wild range of genres like i might do demi lovato and then i might get like a bush song or like a stone temple pilots from way back you know to like you know jason mraz or something all over it's great so i went back into apple music because i used itunes in the my my previous life dance world for all, all the dance music so i've got like i've got playlists upon playlists of like ballet music stuff that you don't listen to in your free time we shouldn't right you know just for note, you shouldn't. So, so every time I would go into Apple to play, like have them curate my music for me, they're like, oh, you probably want to listen to this song. I'm like, I don't. So one day I was like, like skip, skip. After like five skips, I was like, you know what? Control A, delete. delete. I just wiped out my entire iTunes library. So it was the next day that I was like, actually, I had a lot of music in there that I really liked. Sh- should have been more controlled but anyway so back to spotify it is i've tried to go back over there but here's my biggest gripe with apple music um i hit that curated thing and so it still knows my history right because it's in the cloud it brings up this owl city song i don't i don't like listening to owl city on my own that was it was a phase a little bit phase i was that's kind of fun i'm done there's an option to dislike a song yeah you know you know what happens when you click that on apple music what nothing nothing Nothing. It's like, thanks for letting us know, folks. Play, continue. And then it keeps putting it back in. Yeah. So frustrated. I have no interest in Apple Music. I mean, as much as I love Apple and I'm a sucker for all their stuff, I, I, I've, I've got like free trials to it. I've never done it. I think I'm using it right now and I don't know it. It's just Spotify is so good and I don't care. I don't care. I don't, you know, I don't need to be using every piece of the Apple ecosystem. I'm okay with like the health. I'm going to be sticking with Peloton. That's my thing. And I'm used to it and I love it. Music, sticking with Spotify. Um, Apple TV I'm using because I got a free year of it, of course, with my MacBook Pro. Like whenever you buy anything, they give it to you for free. And there is some stuff on there. But yeah. it's not Netflix. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, um, I'm just testing it out. I just, because of the their package, I'm interested in seeing if they've done anything that's going to be crazy, you know, just, I, you know, I, I like the fact that they've separated all the apps. Now they have every, all, instead of everything just being in iTunes and now it's music, podcasts, news, everything's kind of separate out, separated out. Um, I mean, but no, you're right. Spotify. I have, we have a subscription to Spotify. Spotify has never done us wrong. I mean, release uh what is it called weekly new releases release radar fave you know and then like you have these you have artists that'll create these playlists too that you you know it's like whoa it's great so yeah i use the radio all the time um Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, the lo-fi beats, hip-hop, whatever thing. I do that a lot for working when I'm trying yep. to just be undisturbed. What's, it's Yeah, it's never let me down. What's funny is how much Apple hates Spotify, though. Yeah, so, it should. Spotify's at their better. Event, at, their, at their event, and you noticed all of, like, works with... Yeah. <laughs> Billy Bob's cool. music service, but it doesn't work with Spotify. <laughs> it's like, who are, what music services are these? <laughs> yeah. Pandora oh, still names. exists? You've never heard of them. <laughs> what in the world well, so, is that? So Pandora tens was of tracks. my jam. Pandora tens was my jam track. back in the day when I would just want to, uh, like, I wanted, I just surprised me with a song in this genre, like, you know. So I love that because the AI at the time, this was before, you know, Apple Music. Genius, Genius Playlist from Apple was kind of like their first foray into that where they would look at your entire library and you could just say, hey, here's an artist I like, create a playlist. And it would come up with like all these versions of like songs that are similar. And that was pretty cool. But the amount of tracks I got introduced to through Pandora was impressive. And then Spotify came out. And it was like, wait, you can listen to the whole album all the way through? Pandora's like, no, 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 you can't do that. You can listen to the songs we choose. You can listen to, yeah. you can skip it three times. That's it. You're going to listen to the next song. Um, that oh, was a game yeah, changer. Right. Spotify was a game changer. Yep. Yeah. No, I was a Pandora person too when it first came out. I was, I felt unbeatable. And then you're like, I can listen to any song ever for $10 a month. This can't be true. Remember when it was free too? I think it is still free, Spotify. When it was still mainly so, in Europe, you could get it here for free too. And I was like, you hear, you heard an ad like every few songs. It's like, yep. this still can't be real. Like I'm just picking songs. You guys remember Audio? Oh yeah. I had, a, I had subscription to that. That was, that was the cool was kids always, Spotify. Oh, yeah, man. that was the cool kids Spotify. Oh, yeah. Ardio, because it was it it was blue and it was it was pretty and nice. Yeah. And the, the, the design, you could tell it was like designers were like, "This is our app," you know, because yeah, Spotify because old school Spotify icon was so like Web 2.0 looking. It was like Ardio was like little, uh, uh, like I think it had like the music symbol or something, mm-hmm. but and they got bought or something happened to him i forget they got bought so spotify's desktop app is a nightmare though i mean it still is for me it's slow it's it's buggy it's better on mobile it's it's all it is i I use one believe it's i just use the one screen of of that just that home screen i'm like made for you and i click i have done the lo-fi beats though and i do want to like just try to put something in the background that's you know i will say think about Apple's music feels so like the app itself feels extremely heavy. Like I'm mm. clicking on something, I'm moving over compared to Spotify where you just, it's super light yeah. and you feel like you're on a website instead of a, an actual app. Yeah. Which I don't know if, what's better, but speed well, complaint. like Spotify's faster. Yeah. But. I haven't used it to compare, but that was the complaint always about iTunes. It was always resource heavy and hard to figure out and they split it out and the stuff is still a little too, I was just using the podcast app for the first or second time because of that episode you sent, Marty. And, yeah, I wasn't sure. Uh, I do which, like which, it. It's pretty easy. Yeah, like no, it's it. it's not bad. It's not bad. I wasn't sure which ones you guys use. I use Pocket Casts for 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 my listening. And and I use the podcast app just because it was on my phone and it was easy. I didn't have to look for anything. So it was yeah, at least it's fine. Sure. I use it too. Don't judge me. I hardly it's ever fine, listen though. on mobile. Cool. You know what's really sad? I listen in the browser because I, I never listen to podcasts unless I'm like flying or on a road trip, which I haven't done in a long time. But if I'm listening to a podcast, I'm sitting here at my computer. So it's usually just in a tab on because I go up to like, you know, 
Relay FM or Five by Five or whatever, and just play the episode. I never download them. That's cool. Um, so you don't you don't use a service. You just go in and go to the website. Yeah, I have like five or six shows or networks that I like, so it's it's not a big deal for me to just go to the website, listen to the shows. So I was actually we were talking about music, but I actually think that's kind of an interesting place in the freelance space because I, I don't know about you guys, but I have a I have a relationship with music when I work. Um, that if I need to like zone into something, I have like I have a playlist I go to that is like here's my go to. I have a couple different ones depending on the vibes. How about you guys? Oh yes, definitely. I um, I mean there I've got a bunch. There's a, I mean Spotify. That's the I mean that's what I'm saying. Like Spotify has got it down. They know they they know like what I want to listen to, and they know that it's like mixed up enough with release radar, but they definitely know like okay this guy's ready to work, and so this is the stuff he he listens to, because I mean the slow the slow fi hip hop, I've got this one called lo fi hip hop chill chill hop beats to study relax to, made by this uh, profile called College Music, six hours and nineteen minutes worth of music, and I mean you just put that thing on shuffle and you're good like anytime another one's called soundscapes for gaming by spotify spotify made that it sounds like oh you're you know it's like super chill as far as like artists that i listen to on a regular basis that are probably like my go-tos that i'll just say all right radio number one Tycho. and if you haven't listened to Tycho or heard of Tycho or seen Tycho their music is unbelievable. Like I just, it's so beautiful. T Y C H O. If it's all instrumental stuff. And so his latest couple albums, their latest couple albums have been some, uh, some lyrics like minimal vocal lyrics, but Tycho, like their early stuff to now, I call it like dreamscape beach work music i mean okay. it's just like it immediately like i just go oh, okay like for instance i mean their album awake phenomenal album album awake uh weather their last the, the last two ones that came out simulcast and weather is good um but even their early stuff like one that um i and i own the vinyl to this stuff i went and saw them in san diego like I, i'm telling you like these guys are and you'd be like, you just, you went and saw an instrumental band play I'm like, yes. And they sold out. They opened up for, um, they opened up for, uh, going blank on these guys. Uh, that's not a band. I've never heard of going blank on these guys. I know. Here's the P that another, another Post, good postal band. service. No, hold on. I'll, I'll think of it. So I just dropped a link into chat. This is a, this is an artist called Aurora Rien. Um, we went to Chicago and watched, um, I think at the time it was, they opened, in fact, they opened and, uh, we thought people were just tuning, like tuning guitars and instruments. The next thing we know, we're like listening to like the song and it was like, it's just an instrumental. It kind of builds slowly. Um, but along at that same show was Rilo Kiley. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Rilo Kiley. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, so, so I have a guitar that's signed by. Rilo Kylie and Aurora Rien because I took my guitar because that's what people do. You want people to sign your guitar. You got to bring it. 
Um, but Aurora End was kind of my first intro into that sort of that genre of music where I think what's the one Friday Night Lights, um, that TV series had a, um, thinking of explosions oh. in the sky explosions in the sky yes <clears throat> that's the one i know that's like that's the original that's and really that's one. the one i yes. was gonna mention of course yes yeah. very good they're the best to me yeah we we used one of their songs as an intro to an entire show that we did back you know former life um but i did took a google earth footage from like space like found a clip that zoomed into earth and so like we zoomed into earth and then i like used the google earth thing to like zoom into like a little town and like got right up to the to the building where the theater was being held in and then took my camera and then put the camera in and like walked all the way through up into the stage as a pre-clip so that was on a screen that played for the audience they got to see us zooming into earth and next thing you know the curtain opened and there was all these dancers on stage with that explosions in the sky oh wow oh man it still gives me goosebumps when i think about yeah. it yes music is incredible band was called fantagram fantagram by the way oh fantagram yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah fantagram okay so what about you brandon what's your uh yeah i guess i want I, well i'm curious what you both say on this because i i have very few instances of work where i can listen to music i'm one of those people who if i'm really having to like write something which is a lot of my day unfortunately <laughs> i mean yeah. designing i know music for design has got to be powerful coding. But for me oh my goodness coding coding i know yep back when i used to do that but for me, like writing um, communication, that that makes it tough for me to have something on the background, unless it is like these lo-fi beats. Even then I have trouble. I start listening to music too much. The only time I can listen to music is when I'm doing like strategic stuff, like I'm just kind of brainstorming. Um, so I can't listen to music all the time, but usually actually what I listen to is podcasts, believe it or not, which you think would be a lot more distracting, but something about conversation I can sort of, drown out but also be kind of connected to more than music i don't know what that is but interesting yeah <clears throat> but, so uh, I'm the, do you I'm listen the to podcasts do you listen to podcasts while writing no i don't listen to anything really by when i'm writing if i'm like outlining something i'll listen to some podcasts or some music or something um but yeah i i i wish i could compartmentalize and 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 have something on the background but it's just tough for me. I could get too distracted. But is so. there any real, be- I mean, I'm aside of personal preference, there's probably no real benefit, right? To having music on in the background. I mean, if you work better in silence, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I, I like to think I would work better with something on in the background. I mean, I, I love the idea of listening to like an explosions in the sky type album while I'm trying to write and do things, but I don't know. I just always, I always idealize it. And then I try it and I'm sitting there like waiting for the chorus or something. Like I can't, (laughs) I can't say, I can't separate what I'm working on from what I'm listening to. It's hard. I will say that's why I like Tycho and it, it it is in the same, I believe it's in the same genre as explosions in the sky, uh, more, more guitar heavy. Um, uh, but you're, you're right. Like there, there really isn't like a, a, a chorus or a, there is definitely a tempo. There is definitely a beat. There's definitely like, oh man, this is really, really good. But um, you might, I don't know. I, you might, you might like it. You might, might be something. Cause to me, like his music makes me creative. Like it, it takes me to a, a creative mm. space, you know, I, I don't know, but. So, so, it, so it's interesting. I was reading an article. It's about brain and jazz music and jazz musicians. They had like an, an MRI 
and they were looking at the way the brain waves just kind of work with the jazz musicians. So jazz is big on imp improvisation. Mm -hmm. So they kind of thought music sat in one part of the brain is like how you kind of understood it. Um, then what they found is that like when artists were listening to music in preparation for themselves to do their improv is that it was actually ac accessing the communication part of the brain that's found like with speech and thought and that it was oh, like wow. really what it was saying is like they were talking to each other through through the notes like through the music it, because it was accessing the speech side so i think it was kind of like this this bit that your brain like music has the ability to engage the entire circumference of the brain it, but depending on your relationship with it my, my, my mother-in-law she cannot listen to music she she doesn't like music she like almost hates it like can't have a radio on in the car just nothing that that blows my mind i can't even imagine yeah. music is so like ingrained in in my being that's interesting i never heard of yeah, that I, well i knew and this is imagine being a teenager i knew someone when i was a teenager this guy who didn't listen to music at all it's kind of like what you're saying jake but imagine a teenage guy like oh. we were like what do you listen to when you drive oh nothing it's like you never listen to music he said never and I, I never could, I could not relate to that guy at all because it is true. As, as much as I can't really listen to music when I'm working, if I'm in the car, there's always audio on and it's usually music. I like, it's almost a joke between my wife and I, like she'll turn it down and subconsciously I turn it right back up. Like I don't even realize I'm doing it. <laughs> I just need to hear music or something in the car. That's probably why I can't listen to it while I work because I'm too interested in it. It just takes me way out of yeah. whatever I'm doing. Yep. But I sent you guys a link to something um, that I actually tried for a month and I forgot about it. It's called brain.fm and they have a lot of science on how they create these playlists of kind of beats and music that is scientifically proven to get you to focus. It says like focus in 15 minutes and they have, I'm trying to remember this cause it's been like six months or so, but I think they have different categories like focus, sleep, um, creative creative or something like that and you just hit the button and it just goes and it's like an algorithm which is putting these sounds together and these kind of soundscapes yep. and it actually is pretty good i i thought i was going to subscribe to it for the year and i kind of just forgot about it but now that i'm thinking about it um it it worked pretty well and you don't have to think about it there is no big crescendo of music um it just is so subtle it's just in the background and it's just these noises and they say the best way to listen to it is to put in like your headphones, earphones, and that really gets it to make a, to make the effect that it's supposed to have, but it's worth a try. You guys should just check it out. It's like a free three day trial or something just to see what you think, but it's pretty, yeah. pretty interesting. Focus. I think focus.fm or uh, folk freedom focus. Something. Yeah. That's free the other one. Freedom. Mm -hmm. um, so that brain FM, I'm trying to think probably back in the like late two thousands, there was, I think some service like that, that had certain, like certain frequencies to like yeah. make you more focused or whatever. Um, sidebar. Binaural. Ner yeah, may yeah, 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 yeah. That's the sort of concept. Yep. Um, so I don't know if I mentioned this to you guys before, but we bought like, uh, we subscribed to this two things. It's called Muse. It's a neural feedback headband that actually connects to Oh, you to told us head. about this. Okay. Oh, yeah. I was so expecting mine to see that at some point. So mind lift was the other, the other component, um, which is like this four month old company that has essentially 
taking that biofeedback stuff and using it to help reshape like for ADD or PTSD or some other, like some pretty, you know, intense things. But so today as part of that package, I had a, a 30 minute consultation with a, a doctor, Dr. Brown, who's a neuro coach, scientist, whatever. He's been like 20 years in this space, 15 years in the space of looking at brain waves and looking at what they do. And uh, oh my goodness, it is like insane what your brain just a the potential, but also how it works and like the brain waves. And if you're, I guess the, probably the like easiest way to say it is that if you're your fight or flight response, which is in the back of your brain, if that doesn't act properly, the whole rest of your brain is not going to act properly. So it's that like that baseline that you should be able to get excited because there's danger, but then also like come back off it really quick. Like you, you should be able to we're all like in such a stressed state all the time that like that thing triggers us and we stay triggered for a while. And then we slowly come back down and that's not good. You know, it's not good for making decisions. It's not good for emotional response. It's not good for, you know, I think I'm going to eat that bag of chips, concentration, a hundred percent. Yep. So I just got my, I got my one month like protocol of like what to do with like, there's an app and this is the craziest thing. I, I think I said this before, but literally your eyes are closed and it's you're listening to music and it's classical music you pick whatever you want but if your brain waves are in an amped up state the music is quiet and you can't barely hear it but like when you're able to like focus and like to like relax your brain the music gets louder it's 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 mind bending it's just like how am i doing this this is my brain is this is this a trick um wow but anyway, just that whole idea of music and your brain being responsive, you know, like you were saying, Brandon, to like mm-hmm. stay focused or to be distracted. I can't listen to podcasts if I'm working because that conversation is like too engaging for me. And I was like, okay, tell yeah. me more. I'm kind yeah. of the same. I'm kind of the same. Podcast to me, it's, it's different. What kind of, I think it's the task that I'm working on. Like if, if it's more mindless tasks, like stuff that I'm not too thrilled about working on then I'll probably put a podcast on and kind of, you know, like some, some coding stuff is just like, all right, whatever. And then, so I'll just podcast it up, but like working out is my podcast space. Oh, really? Yeah. And so that, so that's what I kind of thought like high, high end music, like really driving music would be good. But um, like even going mountain biking, like in a trail, I look forward to throwing on a story brand podcast and like, I put out just as much effort, but it's like, there's some science behind actually listening with a physical activity. And that does something with the brain too. Um, but I find the retentions there, but I'm also motivated because I'm like, I'm, I'm waiting for the conversation to like, what's the next thing that's going to happen. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's very, it's interesting to me music. So just real quick to that, to that idea about focus music. So I've got a playlist. The shins are one of my favorite bands. I really like the shins. We went and saw them in Colorado, red rock, just, cool they're just just a nice i just like the songs um yeah and then good, and panic at the disco is, is my other is my other like i oh. like panic um from the old stuff to the new stuff not the live stuff saw them in not, tampa nice um we saw them in grand rapids michigan they, they opened for weezer yes they did <laughs> yes they did um but th- those so if i like if i just need to zone 
out and just have music on and like focus on a task that is kind of like intense, I'll put one of those playlists on. Cause I just, those songs I know, I don't have to think about it. I just, just moves, just move. I, I do listen to podcasts when I'm doing chores around the house or like, I don't, I can't just do the chore. Like to me, the chore is the worst thing on the planet. Washing the dishes, worst thing ever. Vacuuming, worst thing ever. <laughs> but cleaning the bathrooms, worst thing ever. But if I'm listening oh, to a podcast, bad. when I'm listening to a podcast, I can, it goes, it goes by like that. And I'm not concentrating on the, on the, what I'm doing. I'm, I'm hearing the podcast. I'm either listening to some kind of tech podcast or, or Conan needs a friend or, you know, something funny and, you know, time, time flies. You're good to go. That's so interesting to me. Um, just, well, all of us work. So I, I would say Brandon, probably you or Marty, you and I probably have a more similar type type of work that's sort of nuanced or whether it's code or websites or that stuff. I'm not creative writing hardly ever. Very rarely do I have to be. I wish I could be. I wish I could be too. (laughs) It feels, feels like sometimes I'm doing it, but I'm not doing it. But yeah, no, it is. I think you're right. Good. No, no. I I I think it is because there's, it's a different style of work. I think that's, if I was designing, like I, I imagine if I was a designer, like idealistically, like what I imagine you guys do or what Marty does. It's like, just throw on some vinyl and grab a cup of coffee and just mess with layers. You know, I hear about layers, <laughs> you know, that's the term I know. So layers, <laughs> um, like an onion. Brandon, so like, yeah. so I'm curious. So like in order, when you get into your deep work, right? Like when you're getting into your deep work and you're actually in your, and whether it's writing or, or whatever it is communication wise that you're working on, um, how long are you able to stay in that zone mm. without any other distractions or without mm. like, Oh man, like I, you know, like I can't, I can't even imagine for me doing a task and not having something in the background going like, like how, like explain to me how you're able to keep at that task and how long, how long does it work? How long does it, how long is it? Well, I struggle. I mean, I'll be in, full honesty here. I struggle with, with focus, not more than I ever have. And it, part of it's like perfectionist tendencies and, you know, being very precise. I think PR makes you very scared of making a mistake in communication because there's so much on the line. Um, usually there's more on the line in your head than there really is. But to, to someone like me, who's doing that, it's like when you're pitching a huge publication, you have to get the facts right. And, you know, you don't want anything misquoted. So that's why I have to be completely all in, but I, I'm not able to focus as much as I used to. It's, there's no secret for me. It's, it's a struggle. Like I don't really get into flow states anymore. Like I used to, I will say though, as I've changed my work recently, this has been the most flow state, you know, I've been in the biggest flow state I've been in, in quite a long time because I'm doing something completely new and I'm having to figure out everything. Like I've, I've never is done it, this. So I've got to, is it because you've the like whole research? Process. Is it like it's research? research it's like, yeah, today's been just, it's, it's, everything is, is a new component from what I do. Like my entire daily routine has changed. Um, and it's about to change even more once November hits. Um, but yeah, so that, that has actually got my brain in a good space cause I'm doing something I so really want to do and something I've yeah. never done. And do you think there's it's a lot like on the pan- line? There's a lot on the pan- line, a lot of pressure. 
do you think like pandemic brain though oh, okay. like is like made the, the focus thing is that like what you're saying like if like pre-march 2020 you were pretty okay with focus but like this has made it more challenging i've always had difficulties with with it i mean i okay more recent past five years or so like there were 15 years ago when i was writing articles for publications i could pound out you know 500 800 word article from scratch in 30 minutes like just no Whoa. no problem that's why I enjoy paste, writing. You mean just like screen oh, yeah. copy all the paste, way done. But, that's how I, do my but I can't do that anymore. Like if I'm writing a 500 word article, it'll take me, a, it'll take me a few hours even potentially to, to get everything right. And I'm very critical. So that's, that's all, that's all behavioral stuff. And like, you know, learning to be critical of what you do and having imposter syndrome, which I think we all have from time to time where you're always doubting yeah. whatever you come up with. That's a big, big thing we could talk about a lot for freelancers because you see so many people in your field on podcasts online that you're learning from. You're like, these people are 10 times better than me. And are you know, you ready? we've been doing this. We've all been doing this for a long time, but here's the secret, Brandon. Thoughts. Everybody has those thoughts. Oh, exactly. And if you don't, you're a psychopath. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, but that's, those are the obstacles for me to, to okay. keep me focused is like, it is kind of the critical voice. It's um, and you're right, Jake pandemic brain has not helped whenever we do actually go out in the real world for errands or see someone briefly, it, it gets your brain in a good spot. So that that's, that's a huge thing too. Okay. Yeah. I, so that, that, so you're talking like your ability to focus um, time, time block, like how, how many minutes would you say you're able to, to spend in like a productive space like a, oh my goodness, you know, X number of minutes have gone by. Do you have like an average? Um, it depends on the task, but I, my mornings are my best without a doubt. And that's why I keep trying to figure out ways to get an earlier start on my day because around lunchtime I start tuning out. I mean, I'm still working past then of course, but it's a struggle. It's a lot more of a struggle in the afternoon than it is in the morning. So that's, that's where I have to do my best work. And that's usually why I time block the most important things first. And um, it's just the way my brain works. I used to be really good at working late at night. I used to be like, say 10 PM. It's like, I just need to take care of some work real quick. And my evenings now are, are no work zone. I try not to do anything I don't have to do in the evening. It's all the morning for me, early afternoon. Okay. Yeah. What, what, about, what about you, Marty? Opposite. I can't do anything in the morning. Um, I, that's just how it is. I like the, for me, the morning is, uh, I ease into it. It's gotta eat. I gotta ease into it, but like come, come, uh, between seven, maybe seven or eight o'clock and, and 12, if I can, and if at and night, if, yeah. Yeah. If yeah, I yeah. can, and if I, if I'm able to, I have zero distractions. Nobody's texting me. Nobody's cause everybody's else is chilling. Right. Everybody's, you know, they're enjoying their evening. Well, now I can like get in and like, and sometimes what happens is all of a sudden, oh my goodness, it's three o'clock in the morning and, and no, and and it still happens. That still happens. And it's like, oh wow. Well, I just got, you know, my, my tomorrow morning is not going to be good. (laughs) (laughs) It's a cycle. (laughs) Yeah. But to me, like, it's because I'm not getting, I'm not getting emailed or I'm not getting text messages or I'm not getting, Hey, this is that blah, 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 blah. blah. Um, even, you know, I love my wife, but like my wife is like, she's, she's 
she's out of the picture too because she's either she's either watching her show watching the show or asleep and it's like i can focus i can completely zone in to what i'm working on and that's like and that's where the time for me that's where the time flies and it's like it, it's like it always happens it always happens it's like mm. oh man would you say that's the bulk of your working hours? Like, so if you gave me a normal weekday, let's, let's just, let's just say you work eight hours a day. I know that's not the case every day, but take a normal amount of time people are used to. Where are you going to spend those eight hours throughout the day, the course of the day? How are you going to apportion them? Like an hour in the morning, oh, a couple no, hours no, no. in the afternoon? So, so my schedule, no, my schedule is not the same every day. It's completely different every single day um, based on what the tasks and tasks I'm doing. It could be stuff, for, stuff I do volunteer you know when i volunteer mm-hmm. it can be stuff i do for for work you'd be stuff that i do that i'm working on for myself um <clears throat> whatever else it's going to be it's all over the place so i mean like um when's like wednesdays for me are all over the place like it's insane in, but it in starts, Europe, it starts okay early uh yeah but but i it's it's kind of i've gotten used to you know what i mean like okay. today 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 is pretty much I consider Thursdays like my super chill, relax. I'm I'm trying to not unless I've got somebody getting on me about something or or trying to do something. Thursdays are usually like if I can be away from the computer and not do something on the computer, today's the day. But like Saturdays, like when most people are doing it, Saturdays for me, like now, especially pandemic wise, I'm all, I'm on front of the computer the whole day. So mm-hmm. like I mean for mm-hmm. for whatever reason, and I'm mm-hmm. working all day during during the day. Wow. It may, maybe breaks up a little bit, but that's, yeah. so. so, so did I show you guys this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh. So this is my time in time out. So I'm currently on fine. September 22nd to now. I mean, I've been doing like a, like a log horrifying, right? Okay. Well here, here's why. Uh, logging my time in and time out just to get a benchmark baseline of how much time am I actually spending at my workstation. I love that you're doing this. Well, okay. And there's a reason. Thank you. I appreciate that. I need to hear that actually. Um, <laughs> so so the, the reason why the baseline is that I need to know how much time, because I've had this weird relationship with time for forever. Like, am I productive? Am I not productive? Am I actually spending enough time at my workstation to be productive? So, so here's, here's my findings. Can I share after my, my three-week study? Do it. I want to hear it. Here's my findings. I have, a, I have blocked out on my Google Calendar. I did time blocking like you guys it suggested. I, I tried this. So I've got like 9 to noon, 1 to 5. 9 to noon, 1 to 5, four days a week. And I have – I've got – one client that I do a lot of work for, tons of different projects, but they're just kind of like the one client, the other client, and then myself, my business, and my clients. So three different projects, essentially. I have found that I work inside any one of those spaces any given day about three to five hours total. Mm-hmm. Total, three to five hours from nine until five, three to five hours am I actually at my workstation working. Okay. So that tells me a couple of things. A, I get paid really well. My hourly rate is great based on that alone. Um, But it tells me another thing is that I have room to get even more done 
if I'm able to sit in the space that I need to. Um, it's it's kind of liberating because I thought that I was spending like one hour a day at my desk. And I'm like, no, actually, I'm pretty consistent. Three to five hours. And then some sometimes with volunteer work, it might go to five to eight hours a day, depending on. Um, but but here's the other here's the other thing that I realized, and I don't know if this is like a freelance thing across the if you guys do this too, but when you estimate how much time it's gonna take you to do something, you either A underestimate and it takes way longer, which for me I think that's the most of the things I do. Um or B, I don't estimate it at all because I don't, I don't have a clue and it just is what it is. That rarely ever happens, that second one. So I'm curious to you guys, as you think about like your relationship with time and the calendar, and do you think you're realistic with how long something takes you? Are you unrealistic? And is there a balance? Those aren't easy questions, Jake. <laughs> you just dropped a bomb on us. On 30, 30 seconds, I go. I don't remember. The... <laughs> I don't remember which part to answer. Time's ahead, getting away from me. No. Okay, a couple observations. Number one, um, the time tracking thing is liberating. So what I found when I did my toggle time tracking, and I still find it, is that I spend a lot less time working than I think I do. Mm. Jake, I think maybe I'm the opposite of you, Jake, because you're like, oh, I'm only at my desk an hour. I feel like I'm always working. But the numbers prove differently. If you track your time, you will be shocked. You do not work nearly as much as you think you do. We, Many of us are in the habit of saying, oh, we're so busy. We're so busy. And many times we are. But generally speaking, I don't work as much as I think I do. So that that has been a huge, huge uh, finding. Okay. Outside of that, the other thing I found is that no matter what time estimate I set, work always expands to fit the time allotted for it. That is, you've heard that in every productivity book, but I can tell you, I could write a paragraph and if I set aside five minutes for it, I get it done. If I set aside two hours, it would take two hours. So I have to, I have to make realistic estimates, which is impossible to do right now because I'm doing a lot of new things and I don't really know how long it's going to take, but nice. I am finding that. I have to set a deadline. You have to set some sort of deadline. And for instance, I have a deadline this weekend and I'm going to be right up to it again. And I'll be working this, this weekend, just like Marty is <laughs> no fun for me on the weekend. Cause I got to reach this deadline, but being realistic with deadlines is important. And here's the other thing with your clients. I learned this lesson all the time and we all learned it. Always be, always give a little bit extra time on how long it's going to take for your work than it's actually going to take. The best thing you can do is come in a day or two early on a project. But if you're coming in a day late, two days late, oh, that just, that, that makes you look bad, makes, makes them think you're bad. Well, um, it, it adheres to that point. The biggest, I think the biggest lesson that any freelancer can learn is that your client has no idea how long it takes. Yes. They have right. no idea. They have no you're expectation. You yeah. literally, you say it takes nine months. You're like, whew, that's a long time, but okay. Like, hey, babies are made. That's, that's challenging, right? That takes nine months. Like things can take nine months, you know, but if you tell them like a week, they're going to go, wow, that's a week. Okay. And then they're going to be so excited and they can't wait to see this, yes. you know, see your code baby. And then it doesn't show up and disappointment. You're always worried too, that you're, you've got to be quick. Like they're going to be thinking, oh, they're, they're so slow or they're not productive. 
like you said, they're not really thinking that. So if it's going to take four days and you know that, say it's going to take a week. And that way, when it's done in four days, it's going to be great. I, you know, this is, this isn't new, but I make that mistake (laughs) all the time. Yeah. Or it'll be due in a week, but it gives you time too. If something comes up, you know, you've got an extra few days to meet the deadline you set. This isn't rocket science, but man, it's hard to live by because you feel the pressure from clients to be like, oh, I'll be done in a week with that. And you're like, oh man, I really need a couple of weeks for that. What did I do? The words fall out of your mouth. Yeah. It just falls out of your mouth. Yep. Yep. I find for me that if I, if I say that it's going to be done in a week um, <clears throat> or if I want it to be done for a week, I may have already done it and I'll wait around before I send it over. Um, only because I, I, tr- I take pride in anticipating what is needed. You can't always do that, but I take pride in, in, in kind of anticipating, okay, this is the thing that they're going to ask for or this is, this is going to be something because a new client. Yeah. Obviously no, there's no way, but if you're, if you've got a client, you know, or you're, you're trying to get to, or you've got somebody who's, who's, who's kind of a, um, kind of a, a pain. Um, you try to anticipate where they're going or what they're trying to do. And that way you kind of get away from them. Uh, you know, you're, you, you, you don't disappoint. <laughs> you know, or try mm-hmm. to keep from disappointing and being able to be able to say, yeah, I think I can get that done for you by like, you know, next week or the week after, and it's already been done. Like, and it, we're just going to, we're going to sit on it for a little bit and make, and let them think about their requests and think about, okay, maybe, cause here's what happens. Okay. You show them what you've done or you show them what they, what they think they want and they change their mind and, or, or those, the scope changes or, or things something always happens. And I, I always, it was all, it was a pain to always do, to always go back around and be like, Oh, now I have to do, I have to scrap everything I just did. And I got to start over. And it's like, where, where do you charge for that? Right? Like, how did that even happen? So now I know, okay, I, I, at least, you know, if, if you can anticipate what's, what they're going to ask for. And I don't know if, I don't know if this is, something that is useful or not, but this is what I do or try to do is be able to anticipate and that it's way. It's useful for somebody. It's useful <laughs> Hopefully. For somebody. Yeah. And the, the type of clients that I have being able to do that, it's going to, it's going to help eventually, but I, I on, the heard the hand, on the other hand, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. No, on the, on the other hand, what? On the other hand, you know, I agree a hundred percent with what Brandon says, give yourself extra time. Just always give yourself extra time. You think it's going to take a week? Put two weeks. You think it's going to well, take eight hours? Two days. You know, just uh-huh. just go ahead. Why not? You know what I mean? So I I double it personally. I yeah. double how long it's. I think so for like day to day tasks. Um, like recently, I don't know if you guys use Zapier at all for any like automation stuff. So I've got a mm-hmm. a school district that uses it. So I set up some Zapier emails where coaches of the different sports teams can send their updates in to an email address and the email address then connects to their website and posts a blog post subject line is the blog post title and the body copy. And then nice. it dumps on their team page underneath their news section. Automation. Love it. Automation. It's great. So um, 39 different zaps set up for this school district, different, like they've got you know, different buildings. You've got teams, you've got like the elementary, the middle school, the high school, global, 
you know, choir and honor and the, you know, the things, all of the things. 39. Zapier's not cheap. No. So, okay. So 39. Well, Zapier decides to depreciate its WordPress integration and go with a new way to do it. So zaps start failing. So I've got 39 zaps that I've got to go back into and like redo. So I'm going, you know, I think this is going to take, my gut said two hours. Oh, my no. gut, two hours. So I'm like, I'm going to double it to four. Not four hours. Okay. So four hours. But because nobody sits down and works for four hours straight, right? That took the better part of two days. Now, given that I work three to five hours a day based on my, my desk time, you know, six to 10 hours worth of time trying to wrap it up because fires come up in between. Um, Always. But, but, here's, but here's my biggest lesson is that what sort of fool was I to put a time limit on something that I've never done before? Yep. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. do you think, I think that's a pretty common mistake that we're just Very like, common. oh, this thing I've never do done. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh that'll be an hour. Take- yeah, oh. like I, based, based on what? Based on what? First, you got to learn uh, how to spell Zapier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'll take 30 minutes right there. Zapier. Zapier. Um, Zapier. No, but I think that's the whole thing with time and with your, you know, like analyzing yeah. what you can do in your time is also being like human and going sometimes I don't know how long it's going to take. I just, I don't know. Yeah. Let's we'll we'll try this thing, and then move on. Yeah, it, 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 the managing the expectation of the client and being like, uh, I want to I want to be an expert here. I want to be the professional. I'm supposed to know how long is this going to take, you know. But there's nothing wrong with having like that little one, two, three, four, five, six six lines as humility on your board back there. Oh. The, the arrivals uh, <laughs> have a little bit of humility. Say, hey, you know what? I'm probably going to have to get back to you on how long it's going to take because I need to do some research or I need to make sure that I know what you, what exactly is involved uh, and understand the scope. And I'll come back to you later on. I can, I can give you a, I can give you a definite uh, that tomorrow I will have exactly how long it will take for you. <laughs> After you've done it, you mean? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, maybe that too. But, uh, you know, essentially saying, you know, Hey, I can get back to you and tell you what it's going to take at some point uh in the very very near future yeah that's that's uh that's good i and and so i do think that in the freelance space you are you are just making stuff up left and right left and right i mean it's just like even when it comes to pricing of services not that we kind of already talked about that a little bit but sometimes you ballpark how much is what something's going to cost if it's a project based on what you think the client's going to expect Right. And, or you're ballparking the time based on what you think the client is going to expect. I think we do need to maybe do more work. And I don't know if, I don't know what, what's out there because I haven't done the time to research it, but I think more entrepreneurs, freelancers need to be like, need to be just like kind of told over and over and over again, your client will expect what you tell them to expect. Yeah. Right unless they've been in the space a long time and they've worked with a bunch of different developers or they've worked with a bunch of different PR guys, you know, or marketing teams, they kind of have an idea and expectation, project managers, right. They've seen that. But when you're doing one off with a small business, like, and be real, like we all have other clients too, that might pop in and you might have a fire you got to put out and this, everything gets pushed to the side and you can't do it for three days. 
you know? So the client expects what you tell them to expect. Sure. That's, That's true. The mantra. Yeah. <laughs> That's the mantra. I don't know. Stop, uh, stop, drop and estimate. <clears throat> Just coin something. No, it's true though. That's right. No, no, it's true though because I mean, I constantly, even though I know better, when I'm talking about deadlines, I always undercut what I know I should. It's like you need to take a deep breath, stop, <laughs> give it a second, and properly estimate. Because I mean, if you if you even pause for five seconds and like, oh yeah, add a few days to that, it's gonna make you your sanity so much better. Because I've been on calls where I I underestimate, and as soon as I end it, I'm like panicking, like what and what an idiot and then for the next few days i'm like i don't even work on it because i'm so frustrated right? about my bad estimate <laughs> so, i will prove it, this failure i will prove it <laughs> and it makes it even harder to do the job it's just it's so stupid and obvious but we all need to hear it because we all do it yep stop drop an estimate that, that's like uh yeah you know do like i'm coining little... terms here I, we've got to come up with I, our own like freelance help book so we've got to start coming up with the pieces okay, of the like framework like piece one Stop Stop dropping this um okay well let's do this so we've kind of talked about music we've talked about time we've talked about a, a whole smattering of delightful things um what do you say we switch gears and talk about the thing we like for this week the thing let's do it the thing. thing we like this is the thing we like Okay. Jake, you start. Yeah. Can I? You're always, yeah, please. You're always last. Go. Such a gentleman. Such a gentleman. So um, for the listener, you can't see this, but um, behind me, I've got three posters. When I say posters, they're canvas wrapped prints, 18 by 24. Um, one looks like a two or air, airplane, kind of like uh, arrival and departure signs you might find at an airport. Um, and then the middle one is a, a message. So the, the one on my left behind me is called Arrivals. And here's some of the things it says. It says gratitude, respect, patience, execution, courage, humility, hustle, and confidence. Those are the arrivals. The departures on the opposite side are regret, jealousy, impatience, excuses, fear, narcissism, laziness, and doubt. And then in between both of those is the same size poster with a massive font that says stay and in center the word focused. So um, this is, this company is called Iconic. Um, I-K-O-N-I-C-K.com. Iconic. And they do motivational, graphic motivational style um, wall art. They have massive canvases. They've got sets and you can do all sorts of things. But I've heard about them for, for, for a long time and they're not cheap. I mean, maybe they are to you if you've got hundos laying around. Um, <laughs> but in my mind, this was an investment in my, my personal workspace. So I got these because I wanted to have a visual reminder of the things, the qualities that I value, which are the arrivals and the departures, the things that sometimes creep up, especially in freelance work. And you kind of like, you know, the, the doubt and you can be overly critical, but then in the middle that, that stay focused. And I just thought that was like, for me, that encapsulates so much and so much. It's just stay focused. And it can be an, it can be for personal projects, for volunteer projects. It can be for mental health. It can be for physical health. It can be just like, stay focused. Like what is most important? Make the best use of your time. 
and stay focused. So that's my, that's my, what I like this week. Um, I'm pretty, I'm pretty jazzed about it. And uh, so there we go. Fascinating. Love yeah, it. The website's crazy. It's, it's, it is more expensive than you'd expect, but I guess yeah. <laughs> as with, as with I, anything, you know, it's always, it's always going to be that way for something that's purpose driven. You know what I mean? Like when it is that targeted, they can charge more because it has something behind it. Did I think about firing up Illustrator and trying to just producing some of these designs myself? I did. And then I was like, I don't have time for that. So coupon code because I didn't check out the first day you sent it. Also, hot take, uh, put something in your cart. Wait a day. Just wait. Yeah. That's it. If you can I be do patient, that all the time. You, get a, you get a discount code. They want you. So anyway, <laughs> thanks, thanks Iconic, <laughs> for that 20% Here's off. your hot tip. That's a good tip, uh, actually. Yeah, it is. Um, hey, it's a marketer dark cart. secret. Yeah. yeah. Make sure you, you have to sign up. Make sure yes. they have your email address, and then they send you yeah. a link. Yeah. What's the Guess term for that? Cart, cart abandonment? Is that the, yes. the metric, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cart abandonment. That's what they call it. There's yeah. a whole... I, was, I was just going to say, you can, you can literally target cart abandonment in Google Ads to yeah. target people that have went to the, that page and they've left with a separate special ad. It's wonderful. Marty doesn't get it because he's VPN blocked all ads, but yeah. um, hate, all the, hate, is gonna hate. hate is going to hate. Hate is going to hate. No, right. it, 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 the, the retargeting with the email, well not, I, mean, I don't know if it's, re, it's not retargeting, but yeah, close enough. Um, uh, being able to six hours after that thing has been in your cart and they, give, they got your email. Yeah, that works. It and works. you know what though? It's not even malicious because how many times have you been shopping, got distracted, and forgot what you were doing? No, it's sometimes brilliant. you're like, "Oh, thank you for that reminder. That's right, and the discount. I'll take that." Yeah, it's, it's a win-win. It really is. That's that's the that's the, and even as a PR person, there are parts of marketing that kind of make me sick too. Like some of that, some of that stuff makes me a little grossed out. Um, but I actually think that is a win-win for everyone. I mean, it is it's fantastic, right. brilliant. You want okay, all right. Um, okay, who's going next? Marty, you got it? Uh, this is an app that you may have heard of. Called Instagram. Uh, <laughs> it's, called, it's called Facebook. Uh, oh, Facebook? <laughs> Tell me more about this. My grandma's on that. Uh, no, it's called, it's called Better Touch Tool. Um, <laughs> hold for pause. <laughs> hold, hold for pause. So Better Touch Tool... If you have a Mac and you don't have better touch, if you don't have better touch tool installed, you're missing out on a ton of interesting automation, window snapping, triggers. Uh, Like for instance, one, one cool feature, like, I don't know if anybody uses a trackpad, but sometimes you may need that third, like a middle mouse click. You're like, man, how do I do that on a Mac? Well, with better touch tool, three, three tap, you know, three fingers on the touch on the, on the, uh, on the trackpad and you've got your middle touch, your middle, your middle mouse button. So, uh, it's not an easy website to get to. I believe it's some kind of olivora.ai. Yeah. Yeah. Better touch tool. Um, it 
it's kind of crazy how much like, so it's so good. I don't know if you all have heard of uh, this thing called set app, which is like a subscription to applications. So it's on, it's on, if you know, if it's on set app, you know, it's good. So these guys also have it on there. So if you have a subscription to set app, which I used to have, don't have it. Oh, anymore. I used to have one. Yeah. I used to yeah. Have that it, I, I didn't really need as many as I thought I did, but said I went ahead and just bought some of the applications that I have that I used on setup. But anyway, these better touch tool is on setup. Um, check it out. It's good. Uh, it's definitely like, it's one of those programs you're like, man, I didn't know I can do that. Or I, can, I didn't know that I needed that. And it is what it is. So check it out. Better okay. touch tool. It's like I'm when I have that catch up bottle upside down and like and you're like oh my goodness i had yeah. no idea this is wonderful huh. why didn't i think of this this is okay great yeah like for I instance will... i mean like you can even like do like macros and stuff like this key trigger does x y and z and then just like i know. i think I... I think there is an episode in our future about automations i've been listening to the automators podcast and, automators uh, is a good podcast yes um i am not using i'm using it somewhat some automations like a little bit but like i'm not using ones. enough those guys are crazy about text expander i even have a subscription text expander and i just like does anybody use text expander because oh. i i i would i would hope i hoped you used it because yeah you have to for, for a writer yeah <clears throat> so i i mean sidebar since we're talking about it so i you know, a lot of my work is repetitive. If you're pitching people, you're pitching a lot of people and sending them the same thing. And you know, what's great about text spanner and I don't use it nearly like I should, but the, the snippets I have are like, I have a snippet for a subject line and a snippet for the body of an email, bam, bam. So if I have multiple clients, I've got a pitches going out, bam, bam, I can hit them out. And then when you go to the spreadsheet, like for a spreadsheet where I document my work and dates I contacted people, I can do semicolon L and it fills in the current date. And that's just a small thing, but I'm telling you, it saves a lot of time. And uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I couldn't live without, couldn't live without something like that. But I'm terrible at automation. I, I need to get better. I love the idea of automating way more, but text expander is the only thing I really use for that. Okay. Okay. Noted. Noted. All right, uh, Brandon, share your, your delicious gift. <laughs> to myself. Yes. So, <laughs> you know, part, part of what we do in our industry, <laughs> I'm setting a big picture here. <laughs> Love it. Please we have to stay. We, yes, please take a seat. You're going to be here a while. <laughs> we have to understand different parts of our industry. We have to understand, especially for me in PR, I need to know about markets that I'm not involved in currently. And cause I'm trying to get involved in a lot quicker now, a lot more in a rapid pace. Anyways, CMSs headless CMS, all sorts of good stuff. So um, VR is something that it's always been fascinating to me. I'm not a huge gamer, but I've had the opportunity to use it a little bit on, you know, friends that have it. And it is, it is pretty impressive. Um, long story short. So Oculus or Facebook came out with the Oculus Quest 2, a hands-free VR platform that starts at only $300, which is dirt cheap for what you're getting with this thing. Anyways, it just came out at the time of this recording. I got it yesterday. I played with it for a couple hours and they have made so many advancements. That little standalone headset without a computer feels like the same quality as the one that used to be jacked into like a gaming PC. Like they have advanced so far with 
mobile processors and, and, and optics. It is completely immersive, whether you're rock climbing, you're in space, um, walking around your house where you're walking around a 3D environment and you are using like tools and, and it's just, it's unbelievable. There's a, there's a lot of different scenarios. There's gaming, there's um, kind of experiential stuff like taking a tour underwater. There's a lot of um, 360 videos, like you can ride a roller coaster, which is beyond crazy how it feels. It feels like you're on it and you get sick to your stomach when you're taking drops. Um, you can pay for that. Amazing. I can pay yeah. to get sick to my No, stomach. no, it's free. Like, Even better. It's free. Oh, There's a free? bunch of stuff on Oculus. Yeah. Like the videos, like I watched one of an, a, a little documentary, a mini documentary of this guy going to Everest. And when they drop you in Everest and you're 360 there, I mean, you can't feel the cold air obviously, but visually it feels like you're there and you take a step and it's just my, basically what I'm saying is, it's getting so cheap now to experience what VR is and it's getting good enough now that I think that I'm actually sold on, on it. The other thing is we've been stuck in our homes and COVID and we're not really right. getting to experience much. It felt like being at a theme park, but almost better. Like it's like I was involved in everything. Um, it's, it's hard to explain if you've never done it and you've never done, for instance, they have a series of star Wars ones, which are really well done and highly produced. Um, for instance, you, it gives you a, a panel and a ship and there's a bunch of buttons. And when you push forward, you're not even clicking a button. You're just pushing forward and touch the button. You get haptic feedback like you touch the button. And it is it is beyond real. And I'm surprised for 300 bucks what is possible these days. Ready so anyways, if you just want to explore or if you're a gamer or not gamer, like I'm not a gamer, but I'm still enjoying it. I can't wait to try it again tonight and do some other stuff with it. $300 well spent. I think there's a lot of things you could waste money on for that type of money, but I'm, I'm excited. Coming I'm coming over in my bubble and I'll be over. Bubble. <laughs> yeah. It's I, no, that's, this is definitely, it's immersive. I was like, I just told myself there's nothing else I need to buy. Like I kind of have everything that I need. And then you show me this and I was like, well, I don't have this. I mean, <laughs> this is something I don't have. It and is, you said, did yep. you say that you, so you have, you have the device that goes on your head and it, it's got a, I guess it has a battery in it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And charges what else? via USB-C. Okay. Yeah. The headset is by itself and charges via USB-C. It's got two controllers, which I think have AA batteries, but, um, and it's not controlled. It's not connected to a PC. No connection to anything. That's what's incredible about this thing. And it's very light. Like what's crazy is you pick the headset up and you expect it's got to have some heft. Like there's a lot in there. That thing is running a lot. It's so light. It blows your mind. You put it on and it's not awkward at all. It's, it's hard to describe. It's, it's one of those things where you're doing good. You gotta give it a you're shot. doing good. You're describing no, we it. it well. Yeah, we got we it. Got it. But you, yeah. Did you also say that you, do you need to have the controllers or? It comes with them. Yeah. It's a, it's, Facebook has, has this, this used to be kind of a piece by piece experience where they sold the Rift headset. You have it at the computer, but you didn't have the controllers. And like, it's taken them a long time to get to this point now where you just pay, pay 300 bucks and you get everything in a box that doesn't require anything. And it's fantastic. So, can you also, did you say you could also use your own hands to, you don't have to actually yeah, use the control? Yeah. I don't think it's in every experience, but they do have on the, the home of Oculus where you have all your stuff, you can turn on hand tracking where you don't even have controllers. You just put them in front of your, your 
your headset and there's four cameras on the headset so it picks oh, up your wow. hands perfectly and so you can pinch and zoom through the navigation and select stuff it's it, it's one of the most impressive things i've seen in a while and it got me excited about technology again because i'll be honest like when we're recording this the new iphones have come out and you know what i'm probably going to get one because my phone's three years old but it's not exciting it's like it, it runs a little bit better the camera's a little bit better it's all stuff i don't care about i don't really use it but VR is something you do it and you're like, okay, technology is actually, there's, this is something I've never experienced. Right. I feel like I'm yeah. in a spaceship and I can look around every corner and I can walk through a hallway <laughs> in my house virtually. It's well, crazy. Do they have any racing games, like race car games? Oh yeah, they've got go-kart games. They got racing games. They mm. got flight games. I'm, I'm going to be going down a rabbit Shoot. hole of buying stuff okay. um, to experience it. We, we need to set up an affiliate link so we can have people buy the stuff through us. But can we just like affiliate link each other and buy it through each other so we at least benefit? <laughs> Is that a thing? I'll do that. Yes. <laughs> um, Whatever that's it cool, takes. man. That's very cool. Um, VR is an interesting. I mean, you think about doctors, right? Doctors have been using some of this sort of like similar technology to like do remote surgeries or um, it's not typically virtual reality. That's just like simulated, but they're operating, you know, through a computer screen. Um, it's just, this is very fascinating to me. It does, it, it does seem like the better this gets, the harder it's going to be to like leave your house. Can't leave it's it getting, now, right? So here's the thing. It, it is getting there. Like it's not there. I'll be the first to admit it's not, it's not completely there. But when you, when you draw a little perimeter around yourself, like it, it, it's called guardian mode. So you, you turn it on and it's like, point the controller and draw around the space you have that's safe and you draw that space. And then when you get close to it, it gives you this little invisible like mesh wall, like you can't go beyond it. But when you build that space and then it is filled virtually and you can walk around freely and do stuff in it and there's no lag, like when you turn, there's no, it doesn't make you sick at all. It's, it's completely just like when you're doing it in real life. I, I just looked at their, like their website and saw the, um, uh, there's like a Jurassic Park one and I was like, or Jurassic World. And I'm like, oh, this would be a nightmare. I don't think I could handle that. It's like, <laughs> it seems a little bit, this is well, cool, man. This is definitely, this is very cool. I'm So I'm that, that game isn't out yet. And the other one that's not out yet is The Climb 2, which The Climb is on now. It's a year so old. <clears throat> Watch the trailer for Climb 2 and um, you'll see. And it, that's what it looks like too. Like I, I can verify it now that I've actually used the headset. Like the graphics are really good. Watch the climb too. And then imagine what it's like to feel like that's what you're actually playing. It's pretty cool. So 300 bucks. Okay. It's getting cheap, cheaper. Yeah, for sure. Um, use some of that free government unemployment money. All right. <laughs> Just kidding. Do what you got to do. Don't or do that. Your choice. It's free country. Um, it, it is the future. I put in a link also for uh, React 360. So if you want to build stuff for mm. VR, because that's where everything is going to be going, I think. I agree. I believe too. Uh, that's a good place to start. Nice. Cool. Nice. All right, guys. Well, hey, thanks for, uh, thanks for hanging out for an hour and some change. This was, uh, this was nice. Um, I guess then now that we have uh, everybody else go out and uh, try all those things we just said, um, let us all know you, all of them, um, buy them or gift them to us. That's fine too. We're, we're okay with that. We're Click not on the charity. Links. 
click on our affiliate links. <laughs> uh, but all right, until next time, guys, we'll uh, we'll see you, we'll see you later. This has been the Freelance Dance. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Freelance Dance. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time.